Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast. I am Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. And welcome to the Permanent Good birthday episode. This is my birthday episode. My birthday is on a Sunday this year, which just so happens to be the only day equidistant between the two Wednesdays in which we release. So you're going to claim this one instead of claiming both. I hadn't considered claiming both. Uh, well, you can't now. Okay, fair enough. I figured <laughs> that <laughs> I figured that the guy who wanted to claim both is not a guy you would want to listen to to for an hour. So, even though we're recording another episode before my birthday, that one doesn't come out until afterwards. So, I'm claiming this one. Even though it is nine days before my birthday, this is my birthday episode. Okay, sounds good. Um, Which means, sorry, you have to like this episode. And if you don't like this episode, that's a personal affront to me. Right. And I will be taking you up with my lawyers. Yeah, if you don't like it, write your congressman. Okay? Get us canceled the legit way. (laughs) Take it up with legal. Storm the Capitol. Whatever you gotta do. If you do not like this episode, there are only two sources... That you can go to to cancel this show. Source number one is, as Alex mentioned, your congressman. I will abide by the law because I'm terrified of the man. And uh, source number two is my mom. I'm also terrified of her. Please don't tell her that she should be disappointed in me. It's my birthday. Please. Um, What episode do you think you would want your mom to listen to the least? Um... There, uh, <laughs> I there is an answer to this, and I think it was episode five, because we did a one hit wonder where you had me ruin my mom's life. Oh yeah. Um. So if she could just go ahead and not listen to that one, hey mom, if you're listening to this one, don't go back and listen to that. Hey, hey mom, trust me. You only need to listen to episodes from here on out. <laughs> I will not disgrace the family name anymore. I promise. Oh, jeez, dude. I think if my family got a hold of this podcast, um, they'd be like, oh, the military ruined him. And I'm like, no, I've always been like this. I just kept it to myself. But now I have friends and an audience, and I'm playing into it hard. Would you like to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the movie. Why are we talking in a British accent when this is possibly the most American movie ever made? Um, it's a good question, but let's get started. Uh, the movie we watched was Lincoln, came out in 2012. Daniel Day Lewis nominated for uh, a metric. Uh, what's um a lot, a lot of Oscars. (laughs) Um, and if you don't, uh, if you don't like this movie, uh, feel free to skip to about here. Time code twenty five eleven. All right, now for all you people who um love America, let's get started. So, Alex and I do not talk about the movie usually ever when we do this, but we were just chatting the uh last night and. I I brought this up to him that I'm going to bring up again is I didn't know what Daniel Day Lewis looked like before this episode or before this movie anyway. And so now since they went so far out of their way to make him look like Abraham Lincoln, 
Daniel Day-Lewis is not going to look like anything but Abraham Lincoln to me. I think for this, I don't know what Daniel Day-Lewis looks like. I've seen him in There Will Be Blood and Gangs of New York. Um, Every time I see him in a different movie, I forget he's Daniel Day-Lewis. He's just that character. So I forget what the actor looks like. Oh, also, uh, plot recap. Abraham Lincoln trying to pass the 13th Amendment. You're caught up. Um, Do we want to do spoilers for this or... Is it history? Uh, yeah, okay. here's the thing. If you don't know what happened, you didn't pay attention in school. Or you didn't go to America. Uh, in which case, um, do it's, it's, it's a quick, give it a quick Google. Hey, watch the movie. Watch the movie. You know what? Uh, it's spoiler alert. I'm black and I'm not enslaved. Spoiler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just like that. I ruined the movie for you. Um. But it's very good, dude. His performance is ridiculous. Yeah. Abraham Lincoln was portrayed much angrier than I think we've all been taught to expect him to be. I think for a lot of it, he wasn't very angry. He was the only person in the room not yelling. He was just waiting for his turn to talk. But there was a couple scenes I'm like, okay, there's levels to this. You know, he's not going to be happy. He's not going to be the patient one all the time. And I kind of got on board with that. Yeah, definitely. Because like when you're the president, you cannot just be the one waiting to speak all the time. Right. Another thing that really surprised me, though, um, and I know I'm pretty much going off this performance as gospel. Like I I know Daniel did his I just call him by his first name. I know Mr. Lewis, Um, (laughs) Mr. Day Lewis, Mr. Day Lewis. Um, did all the research for me. So I'm just going to trust that he did everything right. The amount of people that talk to him like he's nobody. Like, listen here, dude. You obviously don't know what you're talking about. Did you do me like that? I'm like, he's the president. There is no Mr. President. It was all sir. And sometimes it just went out the window. And they just talked to him like they knew him. And I'm like, are you forgetting he's the most powerful man in the world right now? Yeah, I, and there's that scene with the couple that visits him in his office to talk about whatever they were talking about. I forgot right. already. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, they they definitely had like that. Uh, they were nervous because like it was the president, but like it took them like like four seconds to warm up to him. Right. Everyone seems to come with him to him with their problems, which I mean is that that's a mark of being. Um, like relatable, but also he's the president, dude. Put some um, respect on his name. Yeah, and like in the opening scene where he's talking to the one platoon or like the one, uh, the two soldiers and then two other soldiers show up. Right. Um, that one kid just like really wanted to read the speech to him that he had already heard, that like Lincoln had already wrote. Yeah, I was like, oh, he is fanboying hard right now. Like, this guy interrupted a very important conversation with these soldiers. Like, not important in terms of, like, win or lose the war, but important, like, mor- uh, morale-wise, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, And this white kid just shows up, and he's like, I know your speech, Mr. President. It was, it was uncomfortable. And he was like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And it just kept going and going and going. 
if somebody came up to me and like, I don't know, did the scat man bit in front of me, I don't know if thank you would be my response. Be like, oh, I, I mean, that's that's how you know they're actually listening. It's when people yeah. pick obscure bits. I'm like, oh, I appreciate. Yep. Cox gun. You got it. Stepdad. <laughs> that's me. But if you just start reciting the episode back, I'd be like, all right, don't you have somewhere to be? Or <laughs> um, This movie was also the movie with actors of three names, which is to say that there were two. Um, Actually, there Daniel was three. Day- oh, who was the third one? Who's your second one? I'll tell you which one you're missing. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, right, 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 right. I think I remembered that. I think I counted him when I took my note of it, but I've since forgotten. Yeah, um, <laughs> totally off topic since you brought up Tommy Lee Jones. I never didn't think he was wearing a wig. Oh, yeah, I think that was the thing. I'm like, oh, obviously he's wearing a wig. But the thing is, I think in that time, everyone else knew. I feel like if they were trying to show that he didn't have it, they did a horrible job. But I think everyone was on the same page of like, oh, yeah, he's old. There's no way he has hair. It just didn't. It was weird. It was off. I'm just like, obviously, he's wearing a wig. Maybe it's just a period thing. All right. Here is potentially my first hot take of this discussion. Okay. Um, Historical dramas have a tendency to be two and a half hours long and have two interesting scenes. This movie is no exception. I think... The debate scenes, the con- the congressional debates, super interesting. That bit where he's like um, trying to get the troops or like the Confederate um, surrender and he like has them wait in like Richmond or whatever and mm-hmm. then go to D.C. That was cool. That was interesting. But then other than that, I'm like, eh. I don't know. I liked a lot of the scenes, but I knew a lot of it was like, it, this is important. And I think a lot of it was a display of acting than to be, this was not all that entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like every scene had good performances. Like that scene where they're trying to get the fort to fall and the city to surrender. Like uh, good acting. Not much happened. He told a story, and then the fort fell. Right. And the, the scene where he argues with his wife, uh, Mary Todd, you might have heard of her. Or, yeah, Mary Todd. Um, she That was very dramatic. Loved it. Um, his performance with uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Robert Lincoln, um, about him wanting to enlist. Also very dramatic. But I'm just like, this is it was all very dramatic, all great acting. I'm just like, this is not entertaining which is fine i feel like we watched a documentary without a narrator and i'm down for that the first note that i wrote down is so i watched it on a dvd so i got like that you know 2013 dvd title menu oh my god it looked like one of the like sleep through documentaries your teacher would put on in class but like it had like you know that like cursive text and the white background and like the victorian music with people walking through a field i'm like am i about to watch like a real documentary right now it was definitely one of those things that like people would play in history class when uh you know the teacher was hung over and like we're gonna watch a movie but it was good 
Like I was I was down for it. Also, the cast was packed. Yeah. It was freaking packed, dude. Also, there was people that were in this. I'm like, were you even famous at this time? Walton Goggins was in this, who we saw in Django a million years ago. Dude, Adam Driver was in this. Yeah, I literally had to pause the movie. And I'm like, uh, he's in, again, one scene, not important, good acting. But yeah, Adam Driver caught me completely out of left field. Dude, David Oelo, I, I know I'm pronouncing his name wrong. He's in this. Like, even the small parts, if you spoke in this movie, you became big later. Like, I think it's the fact that this movie got nominated for so many awards. This guy was uh, in Selma, Nightingale, United Kingdom. Great movies. Um, But I'm like, dude, everything. James Spader is always James Spader in every show or movie he's in. He plays almost the same character. He talks exactly the same. I feel like he had the worst performance because I never forgot it was James Spader. That's fair. I'm like, oh, your mannerisms are the same. You are different. This is you throughout history. Blacklist, (laughs) Age of Ultron, this, it's all the same to me. Tommy Lee Jones didn't know he was going to be big until he was, and I was about it because his performance was fire. This is like a masterclass in acting and with some history in it. I mean, most of it is history. So if you're going into this movie, don't expect entertainment. Expect to learn something and to just live in these characters. Oh, um, <laughs> so the movie that I kind of think it matches in tone is The King's Speech. Okay. And that, that that's not super relevant except for the fact that I think The King's Speech did a much better job of like including the kids in the story, like especially Ted Lincoln, the youngest one, like he was in it just to kind of be a nuisance for like 45 seconds. Yeah. That was the thing is like this movie had a lot going on. It tried to show you personal life and tried to show you professional. It tried to show you actual history. So it's trying to break down this is why the time is important. This is why he's making this decision. This is the opposition. There was so much they were trying to show you. But with King's speech, it was him learning how to talk so he could deliver a speech that he knew was coming up. And it was all about personal life. It was about the side of royalty that you don't normally see. So I think as far as like scope, King's speech covered less and did it really well. This tried to cover everything and they got the acting right. Yeah. Um, as far as like depth of characters, a couple of them. You know, it you felt like you knew them really well because the acting was so good. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't remember a lot of those people's names. A lot of these congressmen, a lot of these representatives, I don't know who they are. Um, but so, I don't know if that's important. On that note, like, how did you feel about the final voting scene? Because, you know, obviously they drew it up with a lot of dramatic tension. But like, again... We know what happened. I think it was just entertaining to watch. Yeah, it was definitely. Every time they said yeah or yay or nay, every yay was like, are you kidding me? What? And I'm like, watching these guys debate was so fun. It was awesome, dude. Because it's like a show. Yeah. It's just a bunch of charisma. That's all it is, is charisma. 
and I I think my favorite one is when uh, Tommy Lee Jones get a- gets asked like, "Do you believe that all men are created equal in all senses or just in the law?" And obviously his response is not great because like he's you know pardoning uh racism for the time but regardless his response being no i do not think all men are created equal because you are an empty-headed foul excuse for a living person yet you are standing here in front of me i'm like all right all right man all right you got that yeah dude tommy tommy lee jones killed it dude i don't know how much that was writing and how much of it was his portrayal but like that whole character that arc worked really well, and I, I just loved how that came across on screen. It was awesome. I loved it a lot. I also like how they just uh, ad- addressed, that's the word, um, Mary Todd be like, history's going to remember, remember me as the nagging wife to the person everybody loves. And he goes, no one's going to think that. I'm like, I'm glad you said that. I'm glad we're addressing it. Because I didn't know much about you before this movie, and I didn't feel that. But I'm glad you said something because it, it just means that the character, the actual person was aware at, of like how they were being perceived. And I love a good old self-awareness. Yeah. Um, and there were definitely scenes that made it important for her to say that. Because if she hadn't have said something like that, the scene I would remember her for is the argument they have, but also that scene where she clogs up the entry line to the party for like three minutes yeah just giving a go roast session yeah i'm like uh at first i'm like hey mary todd do you want to do this with literally everyone watching right now hey you are kind of attracting a crowd i think it it just shows that like the lincolns were not politicians this was new to them they didn't feel like they had to conduct themselves in a certain way. And like, I, this is who I am. I'm going to be home and to be because you didn't feel like she was getting embarrassed. Yeah, I am acutely aware whenever a crowd is gathering, either in real life or in a movie. And let me tell you, oh, boy, was I a struggling there. Yeah, it definitely felt like, oh, no one. She's not embarrassed. Everyone's watching this happening. Everyone's watching this happen. And I'm just like, she's just living in it. So I respected it, but I'm just like, it's just where she came from. Do you think this movie was too long? There was, I don't know. I feel like there's certain scenes that could have been cut entirely, but it's a Steven Spielberg history movie. So I didn't <laughs> expect anything less. I'm, I went into it being like, I'm going to learn something. I'm watching performances and I'm going to learn something. So I didn't feel like it dragged. I didn't check my watch at ever, which is very surprising because at about, an hour and a half. I'm trying to figure out, am I halfway through this movie yet? And I'm an hour in. Like, are we still in the first act? I'm trying to gauge like how much I have left. I think I did it once purely because Macy's like, yo, how much left is this movie? <laughs> um, but I didn't feel like it dragged. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of slow parts. I was always learning something. And I think whenever I got bored, I realized, oh, this is real life, though. There's no superheroes. Okay. There's no criminal, serial killer, bad guys. This is real life. This all happened. So it kind of brought me back into it pretty quickly. Yeah. And and I think it kind of just speaks on the whole, this movie is not entertainment when they kind of just gloss over Lincoln's death. Like Lincoln is famous for two things, freeing slavery and being assassinated. And 
they kind of just skip the second one. I'm glad. I'm, I'm sure somebody checked their watch and like, whoa, if we don't cut out all these <laughs> death scenes we filmed, it's going to be a four-hour movie. They're like, okay, we got to cut it up. Um. Also, I kind of didn't like the distraction of we were watching a sh- um, like a, a play and then someone came on and goes, hey, he was shot in a different theater. I'm like, well, why did why did we need this diversion? I feel I like think, this is not necessary. I think we needed that. I think the movie needed that because they wanted to show the son's reaction. I don't know, man. And just, so the son was in that theater. And so that's why we wanted that. But I agree. It's not as it, it would have been more engaging if we had at least been in the same theater. Yeah, I just don't feel, I feel like that was unnecessary. I feel like we could have been anywhere. We didn't need the the distraction, you know. To be like, "Oh, we sw- no, not the right theater." Um <laughs> a couple of things I actually learned from this movie is this guy was beloved. Everyone loved this guy. And like a couple of people are dressed like he's a tyrant, he can do whatever he wants, and he goes, "Yeah, um it's because I was voted here." Okay, like he addressed it. It goes, you're acting like a dictator. I'm like, yeah, dictators don't win reelections. And I'm like, yeah, you had a good point. The people love you. I think Lincoln had this kind of opportunity of he had room to move because of how well he was regarded. But he also made a point not to like abuse that power. Right. And I think that the movie does do a good job of showcasing that, except for like one scene. <laughs> right. Dude, just Lincoln just seems like such a lovable guy. Like he's so like not a politician and not in a way of like he hates politicians. Um, it's just like, I can we just talk like normal people? Like, what do you what do you need from me? That kind of thing. Um, and I just love that he just like kind of skipped all that process and goes, listen, dude, I'm Let's just speak man to man and just have this conversation. So I, I loved how that was approached. Do you have any other big notes? Um, not really. I just I kept looking at his face and being like, I'm sure this is almost exactly what he looked like. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, I can't see makeup lines. This I can't. The prosthetics are not super obvious. I don't. I don't know where Daniel Day Lewis's face stops and lincoln starts it's all this is just i'm looking at abraham lincoln right now yeah so i just i loved how seriously they took that overall good history movie if history movies are your jam this is a good one is this our first history movie we have historical movies but i think this is our first like actual legit history movie i think so as well but i am double checking all right let me read off some of the accolades of this movie Two winners of Oscars. Best performance by an actor in a leading role, Daniel Day-Lewis. Best achievement in production design, Rick Carter, Jim Erickson. Nominated. Best motion picture of the year. Best performance by an actor in a supporting role, Tommy Lee Jones. Best performance from an actress in a supporting role, Sally Field. Best achievement in directing. Best writing, adapted screenplay. Best achievement in cinematography. Best achievement in film editing. Best achievement in costume design. Best achievement in written score for motion pictures, original score. Best achievement in sound mixing. And then, Golden Globes. BAFTA Awards, Screen Actors Guild Awards, and it continues. This movie cleaned up critically. 
Um, this is our first straight up historical movie. I mean, uh, Donnie Brasco and Gilbert Grape. I think we're both based off of true stories. Gotcha. But in terms of like, this is a historical movie. Yes, this is our first one. Uh, I think it did well. I'm glad we went with this and not something whack. All in all, guys, uh, you should watch this movie. I don't. I think you even if you're should. not into, even if you're not into history, I think you'll enjoy it purely because the acting is ridiculous. And if you're into history, you're going to love this movie. That being said, yep. In terms of personal enjoyment, don't hurt my feelings. Seven out of ten, flat seven. Oh, dude, uh, eight out of ten. And I think all right. I, I think it'd be like if I broke it down in percentage, probably like a seven point nine. I think back our New Year's resolution was to do increments of quarters so i'd give it like a 7.75 almost flat eight okay yeah not bad would you like to welcome back our non-movie listeners hello non-movie listeners um sorry we never stopped talking in the british accent we've been british this whole time uh sorry you missed out on such a brilliant film um it must not be your thing obviously because you're not american but um if if you want to go back and listen to it awesome you didn't you missed a good movie you both Gave it pretty high marks, um, but we got a great show for you uh, coming up, so stick around for sure. That accent deteriorated so fast. I, I When I forget about it, it I slowly creeps back into me, and I remember it, and it goes right back, so it's just a freaking cosine wave of do you nonsense. remember? Do you remember in high school when we would use a British accent whenever we would go through a drive-thru? Yeah, dude. I, I did that as an original trick for girls. Um just because I love the accent so much. And I realized that if you do a British accent, people just treat you better um, <laughs> and they'll give you extra stuff. And everyone's thrilled to see you because no one in our small town has ever seen or been around a British person. So if you talk in an accent, it doesn't even have to be legit because they have never met one before. So if you order uh, your food in this accent, you'll get extra fries. Everyone will call the, the friend up to the window, be like, Hey, Here's your food, and everyone's just waiting to hear you talk. It's just better service. So I think everyone should do it, really. It doesn't have to be legit. You get treated better. And also, like, nobody remembers. Yeah, it's not important. I mean, if you're going to lie, lie in a way that's not going to hurt anybody, you know? So. Yeah. Um, our improv segment this week is we are doing another session of Half Cast, which is where Alex and I both prepared half a script. We are reading our dialogue, and no matter what happens in the scene, we are sticking with our dialogue. So hopefully as the scene goes on, it makes less and less sense. I say hopefully, probably. I don't want to be hopeful about anything. Yeah. Um, who would like to go first? Do you want to go first? I asked like there was a crowd. There is no crowd. It's just you and me. Um, we can do yours first. I think I went first last okay. time. All right. So you are an astronaut doing a moonwalk. Awesome. And you are on like a tenth of a square mile that nobody has ever walked before. It's like the one little bit that we know nothing about. Okay. Sounds good. This is Houston. Hey Houston. Um I don't are these footprints? Are you are you sure um I'm the first person to ever go to this part? Can you please describe what you were seeing? Um I see indents that look the shape of a footprint. It's hard to tell. Um, I could be completely wrong. This might be signs of life, Houston. I just want you to walk me through what I'm seeing here. Are you safe? I th- I believe so, yes. I think I got 
at least four more hours of oxygen and I can uh, see the cruiser from here. Do you feel comfortable getting closer? Uh, I believe so. Um, let me check it out real quick. We'll be monitoring what we can, though we might lose contact when you approach the object. You never know with these space objects. Right. All right. I believe this doesn't, don't quote me on this. Uh, I, I think we should take some samples. This, I don't know if this is water. I don't know if this is previous signs of life, but we definitely need to take samples. Richards? Yes. Richards, you see, Richards, your suit cam has gone offline. Is everything okay? Houston, it's fine over here. Probably just a minor technical malfunction. Uh, I believe we're okay. Uh, please continue to describe what's happening. Okay. I think due to the rotation, it's getting darker out here. I'm going to engage my flashlight real quick. Does it look organic to you? Uh, it's, it is hard to tell, Houston. Uh, there's no color to it. Um, it's... It's hard to tell from the texture through these gloves. I don't. It doesn't appear to be water. Um, definitely looks like some kind of print, though. Can you eat it? I. I would. I think it's safe to say that's a no. Just like, take it back to base and like take a bite. I, Houston, are you trying to kill me out here? Listen. If we found food on the moon, that would be huge. You need to take a chance for science. Houston, I make so much freaking money out here. I'm not going to risk it all for your little sick games. Fine. If you won't eat it, can you at least lick it or smell it or no, something? No, Houston, Houston, here's the thing, okay? I make millions of dollars. I'm in space right now, okay? I'm better than this. I'm not touching the thing. We hired you to do a job, and sometimes that job is tasting space material. Listen, I don't know who you are, Houston. I want to speak to your manager. You do not deserve to be at ground zero. Get out of there right now. Do you have a wife, Richards? Listen here. I don't know who you are. I don't know what shift this is, if you're the new guy or whatever. You don't ask me those questions. I'm the professional here. How would your wife feel if you didn't eat her home-cooked meals? What is wrong with you, you sick, sick man? Get me someone else. I want to speak to your supervisor. Well, I suggest you pretend that little object out there is Pretitious Famous Three Cheese and get to tasting. I'm not tasting anything on this cursed rock. It's just dust out here. You are not allowed to report back until after you've tasted it. Then you're never going to hear from me. I'll figure this out. When your shift changes, I'm talking to the next guy and I'm reporting you for everything. Well, was that so hard? If I ever see you again, your life is over. Everything you know and love will be taken from you. Richards, we might be on the verge of a breakthrough because of you. You've done your country and your planet. A great service. Count your days, stranger. Count your days, because you're not going to last much longer. And scene. Not bad, bro. I think yeah. we really figured that. As far as improv goes, and having no idea where you're going with that, I think that went pretty well. Yeah. The only plot point you really didn't do is I wrote an opening for you to taste it, but, you know, that's okay. And, you know, I think I'm going to give us pretty high marks on that one as far as winging it. <laughs> yeah are also, you ready for your <laughs> also i just want to say real quick yeah. 
Um, I had my uh, page covering half my screen, and it wasn't showing the whole script. So when I just said the phrase, Patricia's famous three cheese, the operative word of that sentence was dip. It was supposed to be a famous three cheese dip, but I didn't see that word because it was cut off on the page. Um, I just didn't want to sound like a complete maniac. You know, I at the, I was so focused on having something legit to say when you got done. I was just I just heard three cheese and I'm like, I, I got to go figure it out, figure it out. <laughs> We're running out of time. All right. I am ready for mine. All right, so pretty much what you are the president and you're at a press conference and that you have given your quick spiel and reporters mm. are about to start asking you questions. Bring it, baby. Mr. President, are the rumors true? Um, I'm afraid I cannot speak to them at this time. Uh, Mr. President, this is uh, Robert with NBC. Some critics are saying that we have not had a scandal like this since the Trump administration. What do you say about that? Well, I mean... No one can live up to uh, what that man has done to our news cycle. So I believe that through the power of unity and healing, we will be able to uh, come together as a country and get through whatever uh, is harming our citizens today. Mr. President, this is uh, Susan with Fox News. Are there any fears that you'll be in legal trouble for yourself and the administration going forward? Uh, Believe me that... I do not fear legal action because I do not believe that anything that bad has actually occurred. Um, sir, uh, good morning. This is uh, Mariah with uh, ABC Morning News. Is there any legitimacy to these claims? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, the only source that you see it from are from alt-right conspiracy sites, and they will do anything to take uh, a righteous progressive leader down. And I will be the first to tell you that we do not accept this kind of informational terrorism in our administration. So uh, I will be the first one to tell you that I have not done what they accuse me of. Okay, um, sir, this is uh, Jessica with uh, ABC. Um, what does your wife have to say about any of this? Uh, my wife has decided not to come with the press conference today because... She is entitled to her private life. I am the one that ran for president. She does not deserve to be dragged into this like I do. Uh, sir, um, uh, this is Kevin with Barstool. Uh, does it change her opinion at all, knowing that it was Miss Williamson's parents' permission? <laughs> I, can, I can repeat the question for you, sir. Please do. Uh, does it change your wife's opinion at all, knowing that this all occurred with Miss Williamson's parents' permission? I believe that my wife trusts me to make the best decisions, not only for the country, but for ourselves as well. Uh, sir, follow-up question again, Kevin. Um, does how close to the age of consent uh, really make this appropriate? You see, I knew what you were doing from the second this started. I was just curious how long it was going to take to get there. Listen, this is not bad. We got a lot of questions going forward, though, so you better dig yourself out of it. I, I can repeat the question, sir. Um, Mr. President. No, no, no. I don't think that, <laughs> that won't be necessary, actually. Um, I just want the nation to know that there are many things that a president can do to screw up his administration. And 
I do believe that mine is on the lesser side of intensity. Um, we have fake news going around about a about a situation that isn't even that uh, serious to begin with. Sir, this is uh, Jacob with uh, Good Morning America. Do you think this will aid your reelection or count you out entirely? I think it is too far out to tell. Um, you know, we're still three years out from the election. A lot can happen in that much time. Uh, good morning, sir. It's uh, Kevin with Barstool again. Um, there are circulating rumors that you gave her the Medal of Honor, Nobel Peace Prize, and an all-inclusive trip to Maui because of your relationship with her. Is there any validity to these claims? And could there you explain is. that timeline to us? There is no validity. I do not have the power to award somebody the Nobel Prize. Um, and so that statement in and of itself should prove that the other two are false as well. The relationship that we had uh, had zero amplification because of my power dynamic. And this is something that I stand tried and true about. Uh, sir, this is uh, Jessica again. It appears that your Secret Service detail is sparse today. Has their strike have anything to do with the scandal? This strike is none of the public's concern. It is a private matter inside the administration. And we are working to solve the differences between what the Secret Service believes that they should be making and what we have in our budget to fund them. Hello, sir. Um, this is Maria with ABC, um, formerly with E! News. You might remember me. Um, Not even Can a you explain how you met the young lady? I'm a bit of romantic myself. Well, you see, there's this great show on your very own news network on ABC called The Bachelor. And uh, she was one of the contestants on The Bachelor. And after watching her compete, uh, I decided... That would make a great friend to our administration and to myself personally. She would um, help me grow as a person as well as further aid future political endeavors. Good morning, sir. Um, this is uh, Kyle with uh, Fox News. Would you like to go completely public with anything not covered in your press release earlier, sir? Uh, absolutely not. What I said in that press release is everything that I have to say on the matter. Hey, sir, this is uh, Kevin with Barstool again. Do you think he'll go down as the 69th president because of this relationship? Um, first of all, nice. Second of all, no, I will remain the 49th president simply because that's how counting work, Kevin. Do you remember hey. counting? Hey, sir, uh, follow up question. Will she be a newly appointed cabinet member, secretary of the bedroom? All right, can we get this guy out of here? Uh, sir, this is Jessica again. Um, because she is the same age as your daughter, has this affected your relationship with your family? Um, my daughter. <laughs> oh, there's more. Is there? Oh yeah. This is how many more questions? This has been going on for like five minutes. Oh, about five. I didn't know you could have such legit answers, but we'll, we'll keep going. My daughter has actually become great friends with this woman, and I think that she has helped our family grow together as a singular unit. Hey, um, my name is uh, uh, Parker. I'm with WNDU uh, South Bend. Um, because this is her first election, um, she was old enough to vote in. We pulled her short voting record. She voted for your opponents. 
um, in the Republican and Democrat Party, sir. Did you know that, um, and if you did, did that affect your relationship with her in the beginning? In this new united country that we live in, I think that we are now able to look past one's voting records and rather look inside their soul and how they feel and who they are. And so, uh, while it might have stung a little bit at first, I do believe that because we are different, that is what uh, makes a, a, a friendship work. Hey, sir, they let me back in. It's Kevin Barstool. You might have heard of me. Uh, because you have such an extensive dating history uh, and you probably will be divorced soon, have you ever thought about going on The Bachelor? Um, I do believe that if there was ever a celebrity bachelor, I think that I would like to be a part of that. Actually, that would be a nice way to make money after my presidency. I mean, that would be a great way to keep up morale after my presidency. Uh, sir, another question. Uh, if this scandal were to be turned into a movie, who would play you and what Disney star would play your love interest? Um, I believe that Dove Cameron would play my love interest, uh, I, Sir, uh, that, is that an admission that this scandal actually occurred? I do believe um, when I heard the term love interest, I believe that you were talking about my wife. So I thought that Dove Cameron would play my wife in this scenario. Kind of like how Natalie Portman played Eleanor Roosevelt. Interesting. Uh, final question, sir. Do you think that people who date younger individuals have a right to be the member of the LGBTQ community? And do you identify as a minority because of this? Uh, No, stupid question. That was my niece, you green party emission hating leaf eater. Cox gun. (laughs) And scene. Good, 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 good. Dude, I didn't know it was going to be that long. First five questions, I'm like, bro, he's giving full answers for this. <laughs> Dude, Holy I'm dodging smoke. questions. I am dodging questions like a politician. Well done. Well done. So, uh, on to the middle segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this middle segment is called Doomed to Fail. Okay. Are you sure this shouldn't uh, be a one-hit wonder? Because... Um, it's not the segment is doomed to fail. It is that you, Alex, are doomed to fail. That's because impossible. what I have done is I've written a quiz about things that I know a lot about and okay. you know very little about. Sweet. So the way this is going to work is I'm going to read you the question. Mm-hmm. And if you can guess the answer without me having to read your choices, you get two points. Okay. But if I read the multiple choice answers and you guess from that, you get one point. Does that make sense? Sure. I what do I get I'm, if I win? Um, Cause I'm doing the fail, so I should get something if I don't. Uh, do you want to tweet from the Twitter account? Nah, I'll think of something. Okay. Uh, I think there are nine questions, so you can get 18 points total. Sweet. Um, first question. What alien species from the Mass Effect franchise has to say what emotion they feel when communicating because they have no natural voice intonation? Yeah, we're going to have to go to the options on that one. <laughs> All right. A, the Hanar. B, the Reapers. C, the Geth. Or D, the Elcor. Holy smokes. One of these is real. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to give you this. I meant to give you this before we started, but in my choices, I have no like fake answers. So all of these are thing are could be potential answers. 
if that makes sense. Okay. Can you read them one more time? The Hanar, the Reapers, the Geth, or the Elcor? I think it's the, the Elcor. It is, in fact, the Elcor. <laughs> What's up? Yeah, you go to, there are several scenes, like there's one scene in particular where you go up to an Elcor and like somebody has like murdered his buddy and he's just like devastated. This is awful. Like, oh, oh okay. <laughs> Good for All me. Right. Yep. Uh, you should keep score because I'm not going to. Okay. Um, question number two. Barry Allen died during what DC comic event in the mid 80s? Oh, yikes. Options, please. Crisis on Infinite Earths, Identity Crisis, Future State, or Death Metal? I'm going to go Infinite Earths. That is correct. What? Who am I? Who? Is this all you got? Is this your champion? (laughs) God, I really have to. I'm trusting you with all my force and all of my heart that you are not looking these questions up i am i promise you i'm not and that's what's freaking me out all right question three if i get this one i'm definitely cheating even though i'm not cheating what is the name of mordecai's avian companion in the first borderlands game i have no clue would you like your options yes please talon okay bloodwing mm-hmm. freddy Yep. Warrior. I have no shot. So I'm going to go. This is a what companion? Avian. It's just a bird. Yep. Can I hear him one more time? Talon. Okay. Bloodwing. Yep. Freddy. Yep. Warrior. I'm going to go Freddy. That is incorrect. Uh-huh. Mordecai's avian companion was named Bloodwing. Uh, that, was the, that was my number two. I wish I would have got that right just to see a reaction. <laughs> Uh, next question. Yep. What is the name of the being formed when Steven Universe fuses with the main three crystal gems? Uh, audience, I know you don't know any of these, so we're just watching me bomb, but you're also bombing, so I don't feel so bad. <laughs> Would you like your options? Yes, please. Granite. Okay. Obsidian. Mm-hmm. Diorite. Okay. Cobblestone. Granite. That is incorrect. Uh, obsidian is the creature that is formed. They all fuse together. Bummer. Next question. Yep. What is the name of the movie that the plot is centered around in Teen Beach Movie? Oh, my gosh. Options, please. Phantom of the Beach. Teen Beach Movie. Catch a Wave If You Can. Wet Side Story. Wet Side Story. Is that your final answer? Yeah. You are correct. Dude, that's awesome. That is so bad. It's awesome. All right. What decoration is farthest left on my wall? My personal wall. <laughs> is it A, an, Aqu- uh, an Aquarius astrology painting? Is it B, a flash tin? C, my photo board? Or D, my Captain Marvel poster? Photo board? That is incorrect. It is the astrology painting. Oh, I was never going to get that. That was my <laughs> last choice. All right. Uh, next question. How many questions left? Uh, three. Okay. I can come back. What game system did season two of the Adventure Zone use to tell their main story? Okay. Options. Dungeons and Dragons. Okay. Powered by the Apocalypse. 
lasers and feelings, or oh dang, Bigfoot stole my car with my friend's birthday present inside. I'm gonna go Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that is incorrect. The correct answer is powered by the apocalypse. However, those are all real names of real games that they played on the show. Oh my gosh, dude. So uh, if you ever want to hear us play, oh dang, Bigfoot stole my car with my friend's birthday present inside, I will do that in a heartbeat. I will not. It'll be a solo podcast. All right. Next question. Mm-hmm. If you were to purchase a color printer, scanner, copier, and faxer combination machine, which HP model would you buy? Can I get options, please? Would you want an M402, an M426, an M479, or an M608? 608. Final answer. Uh, that is incorrect. You would want an M479. Ah. M608s are industrial black and white printers only. Mm, bummer, bummer, bummer. The fact that you have that memorized is embarrassing more for you than it is for me. Well, it is my job. I work with these for a living. Yep. All right, final question. About. What? Mm-hmm. Continue. How many evil exes must the titular character Scott Pilgrim defeat? Five. Final answer. Incorrect. Ah. Would you like to hear the choices and maybe get like half a point or something? No, just send it. What is it? All right, it's seven. Holy smokes. Seven evil exes. Good grief. Uh, yeah, the uh, the graphic novel series is six books long for a reason. Holy, dude, I had no idea. Well, I failed, but I got three of them. The so... fact that you went on a like a three question hot streak, you only, you went on a two question hot streak right at the beginning, um, is fantastic in and of itself. I'm glad I didn't do better because then people would think a I knew that stuff or b I was cheating and I. <laughs> Could not be farther from both of those things. <laughs> All right, so that was doomed to fail, and uh, you failed. Yeah, sure did. That's, uh... I'm excited when Alex decides to turn this back on me in like two years when I've forgotten about it, and he just asks me a bunch of car questions because he knows that's my kryptonite. Oh, dude, it's going to be nasty. I'm so excited. All right, this week's one hit wonder is called It's Not What It Podcasts Like. AKA it's not what it looks like. And okay. We're just gonna go after each other's brand and it's on the other person to spin it into something else. AKA it's not what it looks like. Okay. So if I were to say j- just cause we were talking about it already, mm-hmm. like you be you liking cars is lame. Okay. It's not what it looks like. I'm really only into cars because I thought girls were being the cars. So I'm not really into cars. Um, I'm really just more into girls. It's not what it looks like. Okay. Okay. It doesn't. It's not true. <laughs> but it's okay. not what it looks like. Greg, it seems you're very into musical theater. What's that about? Okay. Well, it, you see, it's not what it looks like. It's actually a very similar reason to the whole car thing, mm-hmm. because uh, musical theater is where all the girls are. And let me just say. Uh, the guy's dressing room has like eight people max while the girl's dressing rooms are packed with like 45 people. And let me tell you that ratio is favorable. Not too shabby. Nice twist on it. What you got for me? Um, you can be mean. I'm mean to you all the time. It's only fair. (laughs) Alex, I think you like your wife too much. See, it's not what it looks like. Okay. Okay. I just know that we didn't sign any pre um 
prenups because I didn't have anything when we get started. So when you sign a prenup, you only get to keep what you had when you first got married. So now if we got divorced, I'm paying child support for 18 years and alimony and she gets half of my stuff and I have nothing. I'm it's lose lose. I'm invested. Gotta stick through it. It's a financial decision. Craig, it is a part of your brand that relationships, although they offer themselves to you, may not be what you want. Why is this? All right. It's not what it looks like. What you got to understand is it's incredibly difficult to find a healthy relationship, especially in times of national emotional distress, like a pandemic. Everybody wants to find somebody that they can um, lean on emotionally. However, uh, when it comes to romantic relationships, that is a, a, a long commitment to uh, try to feel out just because, you know, you're lonely or this is the first person that's like been kind to you in forever. And so take things seriously and, you know, look towards the future and make sure that we're actually compatible rather than just, you know, throwing caution to the wind. Interesting. Interesting. I want to do one more each. Yeah. Alex, it is part of your brand to like what is considered dad movies, which is to say, quote unquote, smart thriller movies. Okay. I like it. Oh, I was supposed to defend that. Um, <laughs> I thought there was going to be. Alex is like, what's there to defend? <laughs> like, so? I, I also thought you were going to gun for me personally, but uh, that did not happen. Um, see, it's not what it looks like. Um, I it, it appears to be that I like dad movies. Turns out I just like a few actors and those actors more often than not get cast in dead movies. So in my pursuit to support my favorite actors, a.k.a. like Matt Damon, Christian Bale, Denzel Washington, Will Smith, DiCaprio, a lot of them are in dad movies. So I kind of just got to take what I can get. And Greg. It seems that you have friends all over the spectrum, um, binary, non-binary, um, all sexual orientations, um, and you are very careful not to offend any of them and to be open and supportive of the decisions they make. What's the deal with that? <laughs> well, you see, that's kind of almost exactly what it looks like. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hold on. So I'm going to come at this from like a I'm gonna, I'm going to come at this from a bad point of view. Um it, you see it's not what it looks like. You got to understand the more ingrained you are in the LGBT community, the less they're going to hate you and it just makes life easier. You know, whether you agree with them or not, as long as you say you do, like they're just going to give you less hate for it and you can carry on with your day. Dude, that feels like such an Alex good angle. I love it. <laughs> I love it. That was one hit wonder off brand, AKA it's not what a podcast like AKA <laughs> it's not what it looks like. That is objectively the worst name for a one hit wonder you've ever come up with. You know what? It's not what a podcast like. It's not what a pod like. It's not what it. I don't know. Listen, I don't get paid the big bucks to do this. Actually, I don't get paid at all. Okay? So, you don't like it, write your congressman. Um, that's it for the episode this week. Um, next week, we are watching Midnight Sky on Netflix. 
George Clooney flick. Yeah, it's pretty new. Make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Permanent Good. Make sure you follow us on our personals, Permanent Handle and Alex the Goods. Anything else? I mean, we got a, a pretty fire schedule coming up in February. We just created it. So stick around through the last episode of this month and wait till you see what we're doing next month. All right. Uh, have a good week and happy birthday to me. Oh, yeah. All right. Take it easy, guys. Love Bye, guys. you. But do